Patriots fans, the pads are on and the running game is going in training camp. But will the Patriots be adding to that run game in the coming days and weeks? Stick around. You're about to be locked into Mailbag Monday here on the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. And of course, your first listen every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Folks, it is Mailbag Monday here on Locked On Patriots. And all of you everydayers know that all of your phenomenal work is featured here each and every Monday. And if it's Mailbag Monday, that means it is also hashtag Locked On Murph Monday. And that means I am joined by my good friend, my cohort in crime, the green king of Sting himself, Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com. Thank you for coming to me in friendship and for joining me today, Don Murph. Oh, always a pleasure, Michael. Always a pleasure. It's not Monday without if we don't get together. <laughs> Absolutely. It just does not feel like no. Monday. And of course, all of our locked on everydayers out there, they all wait for our wisdom and counsel each and every Monday here to break down your great questions. And once again, Murph, we got several questions from a lot of great listeners out there. On the field on Monday, the Patriots put the pads on. Yep. There was more contact. A uh, few injury dust-ups out there that yeah. we'll keep our eye on over the course of the next couple of days. But one thing that stood out is that the running game now is a focal point of what we're going to see. With the pads on, Patriots want to see what these rushers can do. Ramondre is always fantastic, but he was also limited in practice on Monday. Being that we saw a heavy dose of Pierre Strong. Real heavy dose of Kevin Harris. I yeah. think you can make the argument that Kevin Harris was the feature guy out there on the field. Yep. At least that was my takeaway from it. And even J.J. Taylor got a little bit of run as well. Rabbit. <laughs> Imagine that, bud. Imagine that he's back out there on the field. But Ty Montgomery is still sidelined, and the Patriots yep. still have yet to bring in another body to replace James Robinson. Enter Ezekiel Elliott. And over the weekend, the Patriots hosting Zeke. A lot of people excited about this one. Was seen out to dinner with Mac Jones on Saturday yep. night. Um, but there are a lot of people out there that had this question this week. So you know what, Murph? Let's dive right into the mailbag and let's bring up our most popular question that we received this weekend, and that is, what would Ezekiel Elliott bring to the New England Patriots? You have the floor first, my friend. Go ahead. Um, you know, Zeke will bring a goal line presence. You you can take a look at what he's done. Uh, down there in Dallas the past couple of years. And you can you can nitpick about his yards per carry and this, that, and that. But this is a man that, that just bounces off of other people and because of his fantastic balance does not go down. Never. Mm. He, he never goes. It, it always takes a second or a third hit to bring this man down. We talked about the, the Patriots' struggles in the, the lower red zone. You know, mm -hmm. inside the five, inside the three, he's going to be able to spell uh, Ramondre and and be able to pound that ball in, inside and uh, and get sixes. I, I like sixes. I don't like threes. <laughs> I like sixes when you're inside the ten yard line. So let's go get it. Um, also, you know, just as um, you know, something that that Zeke never really 
gets the credit for outside of Dallas because inside Dallas you get the credit for everything. They'll they'll <laughs> they'll pump the tires on anybody. I mean, oh, if I if I you know walk down the uh, the stairs at, at the stadium, they they're gonna chalk it up to um, special abilities. But no, that's what they do down there. But outside of Dallas, he doesn't get a, a lot of dap out there for his. Um, his blocking prowess, you know, right. a man that can pick up the blitz when you mm-hmm. really it's third and seven or third and six. And, and you know that that ball is going to come out of uh, out of uh, Mac Wilson's hands or whoever happens to be the quarterback. He can pick up a blitz and he can make a, a, a rusher pay for it. You know? Oh, he yeah. absolutely can. Hot and read, he can do yeah. No, 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 no. Cold read. <laughs> and he can do it on the other end too. I mentioned on Saturday when Steve Balistrieri was my guest here that he maintains amazing balance. And mm-hmm. a few of our listeners out there and the savvy ones out there that picked up on this, kudos to you, a tip of the cap. I know your everydayers that are picking up on this. That balance is so crucial when it, it comes is. to the success of a running back. And that's why Ezekiel Elliott was highly touted, maybe one of the more complete backs coming out of his class when he was coming out in uh, in the NFL draft. And he maintained that all throughout his time in Dallas. He maintains that balance even after the first contact. He can take the hit and then keep on going. His feet are always moving. And that helps a running back continue into his stride because you're not stopping it. You're not losing momentum, but you're making defenders pay when they hit a bad angle. You're in balance to be able to shift and to be able to get the, the yardage that you need or even shift direction if you need to. That's something he can do. And I'd yep. really love to see what he can do here in New England. Um, some people are touting this move, Murph, as, oh, well, it's a consolation prize for losing out on Dalvin Cook, losing out on DeAndre Hopkins. The Cook comparison I can understand a little bit because of the position they play. Yeah. But, folks, Ezekiel Elliott is not being brought in for a visit here to lessen the blow of not signing DeAndre Hopkins. Two completely different players, two completely different positions. Right. And the thing to remember here is that Zeke is not being brought in to unseat Ramondre no. Stevens. He's being brought in as a solid number two. Right. Which is, which is um, you know, the factor that nobody's talking about. Um, Cooks comes in here and he wants 20, 25 carries a game. That's what he wants. That's what he's looking for, along with that bag. Um, mm-hmm. Zeke will come in here, and he will know that he is the number two man. He is there to spell Ramondre Stevenson, mm-hmm. not to unseat him, not to uh, usurp him. He will come in here and play his role. I think he'll be grateful to play that role and grateful to play for the New England Patriots. Absolutely. And, you know, bottom line, uh, all indications are that both sides really enjoyed the visit, uh, that Zeke enjoyed his time here. Uh, Patriots players were on the field talking about how they would love to have him. All the things are being said in the right position. Before we take our leave of this subject, Bud, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this, because everything that I've heard from his workout with folks, there was a workout that did indeed occur on Saturday. The Patriots reportedly loved what they saw. You've seen a lot of the conditioning videos on YouTube and all throughout social media about how Zeke looks. He's coming in here in shape. I don't think Zeke Elliott is washed up, but that's the narrative that's that's prevailing out there in some circles. What do you say to that? It is. And washed up is a, is a, a relative term is Ezekiel Elliott, what he was in, um, you know, uh, when he was a rookie, when, when he was, you know, in 2018, no, he's not, 
you know, and, and that's what I think people are thinking of when they're looking at Ezekiel Elliott now and saying that he's washed up. I don't, I think he's anything but washed. I think he's, he's just in a different place in his career. And I believe that coming in here, knowing his role, uh, you will see anything but a washed up Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, and I have, I've seen I've seen the tapes, I've seen the workout stuff, and and granted that um you know it, you're out there and you're editing and you're you're putting out the clips that that make you look the best, but you know when watching those clips that make him look the best, I still see an NFL caliber running back. Absolutely, he is not the same player that he was no. a few years ago, but he's not being brought in to be that player. He's being brought in to play a specific role, and yep. I still think he can do it well. And I think, uh, you know, Murph, I think you've articulated this extremely well when it comes to what Stevenson can do. The, bro- the blocking prowess, folks, his ability to maintain balance and his ability to be effective at the goal line right. is really what the Patriots need him for. Um, you're not getting that type of player that's going to come in here and be explosive. That's true. Nope. But what you are getting is a player that can fill the role very well. The New England Patriots don't need Ezekiel Elliott from a talent perspective. No. I can tell you from watching Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris out on the field on Monday, these two guys are really going to push each other to be the future back tandem of this team. And I think it's very well suited. But one thing about running backs, Murph, and you know as well as I, they're subject to injury. You need bodies at this position. Yep. A couple of years ago, the Patriots found themselves in dire need of running backs when these guys were going down like crazy. Having someone like an Ezekiel Elliott gives you an opportunity to put a veteran out there that you know can do it. And he's going to get you sixes. He's going to get you first downs in this short Absolutely. situation. And it's going to take the beating off of Ramondre and him having to do that on every single series. Absolutely. Without question. So well said. And I'm glad that you did mention that. And Murph, that leads me quite nicely into the next topic that we're going to discuss here today. And that is camp standouts. They happen every training camp, regardless of what, Murph. There's always someone that kind of emerges from the shadows and really becomes the diamond in the rough or the camp darling, so to speak. We're seeing this right now in a player that you and I have discussed because of the performance he's putting out in training camp, and that is wide receiver Demario Douglas. Um, Demario is all over the field, including aligning with the starting lineup on numerous occasions, and he is really, really garnering an awful lot of attention from members of the media that just can't seem to get enough of watching them. I'll be honest, I'm one of them. I'm on the DeMario train, and this is something that I think is going to be interesting for Patriots fans to watch. But can he maintain it, and can he be a yet another sixth-round steal for the New England Patriots in terms of draft capital? Murph and I are going to discuss that point next here on Locked On Patriots. We're out part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. Take it from your favorite team in Fenway. It is not over until the final pitch. There is no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and your first listen every day. And Murph, it is Mailbag Monday, and we continue to dive in to the mailbag. And Ezekiel Elliott was the most popular topic over the weekend for a lot of reasons. People are excited about the prospect of him coming in. Some fans are not so excited about it, but it's a hot topic. Everybody seems to have an opinion. I think really one of the most surprising aspects of the mailbag that we received this week was the amount of questions we received on Demario Douglas. Yeah. Now, Douglas is coming in as a sixth-round pick. Not a whole lot of light shed on him when he was first drafted. But the more people saw from him, the more they watched his film from his time at Liberty, the more they saw his ability to incorporate himself into a Bill O'Brien offense as a diminutive but fierce yep. slot weapon. People started to fall in love with his game, performed well during OTAs, performed well during mini camp, just that small little snippet that we received. But he's right. been a standout in training camp so far, so much to the fact where Bill O'Brien is working with him as part of his A-team offense. Murph, when you look at Demario Douglas, you look at his history, you look at what he's doing in camp, is this another potential sixth-round steal for the New England Patriots? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, both of us were, were kind of on the the, the Kayshawn Butte train mm. early on and, and, and seeing his the film and the things that he was able to do at LSU in his his first year, his second year before he got injured and banged up. And I was wholeheartedly there. But what this young man has been able to do running with the ones has opened a lot of eyes. And yeah, I do believe that he could be, you know, another one of those diamonds in the rough, you know, mm -hmm. a, a, a Butler type of find here for the Patriots in, um, and it's it's usually happens on the other side of the ball. I'd really like to see it, you know, happen here because it hasn't happened in a while. Yeah, without any question. Uh, you talk about diamonds in the rough, and it's early to be able to do yeah, that. Yeah, it is. Patriots just finished their fifth team practice on Monday, um, and there's still a lot of football to go, folks. There's still a lot of padded practices. There's still preseason games and eventual roster <laughs> cutdowns. So the bars continue to be raised each and every day out on the practice field. But I will say this, DeMario was still running with the ones on Monday, even threw yep. a couple of nice blocks in there. This kid is fearless. And he's got what I like to call the double A's, which really, I think, are imperative traits to have for an effective slot receiver in a Bill O'Brien right. offense. Really any slot receiver, but especially under O'Brien. Agility, athleticism. This kid's yep. got them both. He might be only 5'8", 180 pounds, but right. he's solid. This kid and is not going to go down on the first contact. He's going to mix it up with you a little bit. He is, but, I, you know, it, it's easy to look great when you're out there in shells or just helmets and T-shirts and everything, and the speed is out there. You know, let, let's see what the kid does this week with, with the full pads on. Okay, True. just just a little bit of caution here, folks. Yeah. Just a little bit of caution. It's a completely different animal when everybody is geared up. Very good point. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because it is early. And if you can hear the excitement in my voice when you see him on the field, it is right. infectious. You really get um, a great feeling by watching Demario Douglas play because he looks like an underdog 
and he plays like one, and he's playing at a higher level than any of us had anticipated going into camp, save for a few of you out there that have been dropping his name into the comments, and all of you yep. everydayers out there, tip of the cap, you're definitely good at being identifying talent, but here's where I think he can really excel, even with the pads on, even with the contact that he's right. going to get. He can anticipate how defenders are going to attack him. That's one thing that short players, and believe me, I know this from personal experience, have to do. <laughs> you can't rely on physical no. imposition. You have to learn how your defender is going to attack you and then react to it. That's where I see a lot of Demario Douglas and guys like Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. And I'm not comparing them, folks, but these are players that were diminutive players as well that had to use their intelligence and their football savvy to be effective. I see a lot of that in DeMario on the field right now. He's got the skill to be able to evade tacklers, especially when he has the ball in his hands in the open field and in open space. And we really saw that on Sunday. That's where DeMario Douglas really popped off of the page. And you saw just about every beat writer write an article or at least have him be part, a prominent right. part of their post-practice notebook on Sunday because of that reason. Great acceleration, phenomenal speed, and that I think he can use for hit to his advantage, especially right. when he identifies when teams might be playing him in soft coverage. And Murph, coaches are prone to that. They're going to fall into that. Yep. They may look at Demario Douglas at 5'8", 180 pounds, and say that we can afford to play him in soft coverage. Let him beat us. Demario Douglas may have the skill set to be yeah. able to beat these guys. He might. So, he might be actually be able to do that. And I and yeah. I've held his his. Uh, his smallness, his SM allness against him, but it might play to his to his advantage. You know, he he's definitely uh, not a Malcolm Mitchell right. out there, and uh, you, we're we're all hoping that that kind of talent comes to the top. Uh, you know, we miss Malcolm, miss Malcolm so we much. Do. You know, it just mm -hmm. another one of those guys whose body betrayed him, and uh, I was glad he got a Super Bowl out of it, and he was a huge part of that win. But if this kid can carve out a role, um. It could be it could be really a, a lot of fun for folks to actually uh, get a taste of. He could end up being that guy down in the red zone, you know, a uh, I don't want to say an Edelman type, but an Amendola type, right. you know, mm -hmm. one of those guys that that you you keep over there encased in glass and you only break at the uh, at the opportune moments to put him out there. Bill has been known for finding five, six, eight plays to be able to get a uh, any player involved in and help them, uh, you know, help the Patriots win ball games. And this kid could end up being one of those guys. Yeah, without any question. And again, this is one of the reasons why the two of us were very content with what the Patriots had in the wide receiver right. cupboard. And one of the reasons why we didn't feel that when they lost out, quote unquote, <laughs> on the services of DeAndre Hopkins, that this team was doomed because there is a great deal of right. talent at a lot of different areas on this wide receiver core. Maybe not the top level talent that's going to make the ESPN highlight reel, but at the same time, you've got guys like Parker and right. you know that can play the X position. You've got versatile guys like Kendrick Bourne that can get right. in and out and play multiple positions. Taquan Thornton to be the stretcher of the field that you need him to That's be. It. Juju Smith-Schuster in the slot. And then you've got rookies like Demario Douglas. And I'm still convinced that if he can put it together on the field, Kayshawn Booty can be a steal right. as well, because I do think that he has the talent level 
to be an effective receiver at the pro level. To me, it's going to be all about buy-in. But at the same time, you look at what the Patriots have top to bottom here, and all of a sudden they're not looking so bad. And even Trey Nixon is out there catching passes. Um, I think the Patriots' pass catchers might be a little better than they're getting That's national it. credit for out there. And Douglas is a big reason why. He really is. He's a huge reason why. And um, like I said, it, so often people scratch their heads when they're they're looking at the way that Bill puts together a roster. Okay, Bill puts together a roster so it can be as versatile as as it possibly can be, so that he can go in from one week to another with a completely different game plan as to you know how he's going to attack a defense's weakest link. All right, one week it's it's going to be a ground and pound game. One week it's going to be yes, the slot receivers are gonna are going to. Uh, be in um in demand on each and every down and in one week it, it's going to be something completely different and i'm going to get the wheel routes that i miss so damn much mm -hmm. so um but no that's that's what it is what can i what can i get for you you know what mm -hmm. can i use you for you know yeah. just to just to go back a little bit in in time what can i use you for if i can use you for four plays and those four plays are going to end up getting me six points yes that's when you see People like Douglas, that's when you see guys like Ezekiel Elliott um, uh, contributing on not a, maybe in every week uh, um, on the stat sheet, but every other week. You'll see it. Mm, absolutely. And very well said. And again, these are the types of players that help the New England Patriots to be a team that is always dangerous that is always a team that you have yep. to be careful of and you know, publication for which i write sports illustrated feels that they are right now number 12 and ranked in possible super bowl contenders and that 12. raised a lot of eyebrows a lot of people were surprised that the patriots were that I mean, high but bill belichick always gives this team a puncher's chance regardless of what people think of his gm skills or whatnot on the field he knows how to push the right buttons and with the proper coaching staff in place and guys like bill o'brien and adrian yep. Clem writing the wrongs that we saw last year out there on and, the field. and we are already seeing that we are already yeah, seeing that there there are absolutely. no you are not seeing the false starts you are not seeing the you know um the the offensive line um completely stepping on each other's feet out there uh everybody mm -hmm. knows where they're supposed to be everybody's off at, on the snap and not two seconds before it it's a beautiful thing one of the big things that i am really enjoying during camp murph is watching this patriot secondary come together christian yeah. gonzalez is an absolute joy to watch but it's deeper than just christian jonathan jones is stepping up big time marcus jones is looking pretty good although he had a little <clears throat> bit of a rough day on sunday <laughs> um but you get the impression that even guys like Miles Bryant and Jack Jones are ready to yep. take it to the next step. And Jalen Mills and Adrian Phillips are definitely trying to fill that void left behind by even our boy Bolden. Absolutely. Isaiah Bolden is in there. And folks, Murph told you right from the beginning, don't bet against don't Bolden. Don't bet against the Bolden. Don't be a bit surprised if he cracks this 53-man roster, yep. folks. But in all seriousness, the New England Patriots secondary is going to have to be pretty good to mm -hmm. be able to withstand the onslaught of some of these top-level offenses that they're going to be seeing in 2023. Several of you had the question. Murph and I are going to tackle that question and more. Is this Patriots defense capable of shutting down top teams, something the Patriots struggled with last year? How are they equipped to be able to deal with it this year? Murph and I will discuss that point when we continue right here on Locked On Patriots, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team.
every day. Patriots fans, thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on hashtag Locked On Murph Monday, Mailbag Monday, and Ad Monday. It's a real special day here in Patriots Nation, folks. The trifecta. Gotta love it. Absolutely gotta love it. And who better to join me here on this momentous Monday? Yeah, this Monday just keeps getting names, doesn't it, Murph? Then my good yeah, friend, yeah, the yeah. Count of Murphy Fisto himself, a legendary Thomas Murphy of E2GSports.com. One of the standouts so far of this defense has been the play of secondary. And again, Murph has made the point several times, folks. The pads just came on on Monday. There's a lot of football still to come, and we're about to find out how good this secondary can really be. But we're all hopeful that this secondary is going to be very good because you get some top-level offenses that the Patriots are going to be facing in 2023 that are really going to challenge the metal of this team's defense. Christian Gonzalez stand out so far, no question about it. The cornerbacks look solid. They look better than they were a year ago. Yep. And the safety position looks surprisingly intact, even with the loss of Devin McCoy. So I say to you, in the vein of our good friend LJ, show underscore one, who keeps asking the question as to whether or not Patriots <laughs> are equipped to be able to be better than they were last year against the NFL's top teams. I happen to think that one of the big keys is the secondary. But what say you, Murph? Is this secondary or the Patriots defense really in total? capable of stopping the NFL's top offenses in 2023. Yes, without a doubt. I think this defense is better than it was last year. It's younger, it's stronger, it's faster. It's the bionic defense. Um, <laughs> it's uh, even, even with the loss of Devin McCourty back there, I think there's enough veteran presence that, that things are going to hold together on the defensive side of the ball really, really well. I also think, you know, not to bring it home to mama, we were talking earlier about um, the offensive snafus, the, the false starts, the, the, the wrong alignments, things that, that pushed the Patriots back and kept, um, kept this defense, you know, having to work a little bit harder, you know, having to shore up a little bit shorter fields. So, so don't discount how much this offense, you know, is going to help the defense this year, as opposed to, you know, making life harder for, for everybody that was involved. Yeah, I do. I, I think that this, this defense is more versatile than it was last year. I think there are a lot of uh, defensive backs on this team right now that are going to be able to play multiple positions. And that's going to really frustrate even the better quarterbacks in the NFL last year, this year. Yeah, well, absolutely. Very, very well said. Look, one of the great things about watching this Patriots secondary in a limited sample size that we've had so far in training camp is the versatility. Guys lining up at multiple positions right. and being able to handle the load. We started off seeing a rotation of Christian Gonzalez at the perimeter, Jonathan Jones being the second perimeter corner, and then Miles Bryant coming in and playing perimeter corner as well. All of a sudden, Marcus Jones gets thrust into the perimeter corner. John Jones drops back into the yep. slot. Then we're looking at Christian Gonzalez, Marcus Jones, and Jonathan Jones Jack. interchanging at the, uh, the perimeter. Jack Jones getting some run yep. with the starters. And then, of course, Miles Bryant and Marcus Jones splitting time in the slot. So and all these corners... Exactly. And Isaiah Bolden. Thank you very much. How dare I forget a Bolden? A lot of people forget if things don't go well with Jack and he ends up mm -hmm. on this on the, the sidelines, people are asking who's going to be that third boundary cornerback. And, mm -hmm. and Isaiah Bolden could fit that role. 
yes, he could. He absolutely could. And he's got the, the uh, pro-level pedigree folks to be yep. able to do it. He may be the New England Patriots' final pick of the 2023 NFL draft, but there's nothing irrelevant about his nope. game. I've said this several times here on Lockdown we've seen, Patriots. We've seen free agents come in here, rookie free mm-hmm. agents come in here and and do it. Yeah, absolutely. And want to talk about blazing speed. This kid has got it. He's excellent as a kick returner. You want to take some of the pressure off of Marcus returning punts. And Marcus is still, I believe, the best in the business at doing that right this moment. At this moment, Um, Isaiah Bolden could be a really, really good compliment to him in special teams. And uh, Murph, I got a little special teams, uh, got a little special team stat to share with you to close up the show today that I know you're really going to enjoy. But still, when you talk about this secondary, that type of versatility is paramount. And Murph, once again, you always do. You hit the nail right on the head. Jack Jones' presence on this team, folks, this year is not guaranteed. No. We simply don't know how this is all going to shake out. So if the Patriots have to prepare for life without Jack on the perimeter, it's nice to know that Christian is going to be your alpha corner. I don't think there's any question no, about that. None. He's established himself. He's ready to roll. Uh, but Jonathan can definitely play that role. Marcus can come in and play it for you a little bit. Yep. And then if Jonathan is the second perimeter corner, that gives you Miles Bryan and Marcus Jones to interchange in the slot with right. maybe Bolden waiting in the wing. So Patriots secondary looking very good at the cornerback position. The safety position has been a surprise and a pleasant surprise for me, especially because we hold Devin McCordy in very oh, high God. regard. And All right. of us do here in New York. We are not worthy. Yeah, Murph and I especially, but Devin is one of those special players that we were so blessed to be able to watch all of these years. It really is fun to see that Jabril Peppers, when he told us this in the offseason, that maybe this team can even be more dangerous without Devin because of the uncertainty of who's going to fill his role each and every day mm-hmm. is really coming true in training camp. Jalen Mills has stepped into that role and played well. Adrian Phillips has stepped into that role and played well. You're even seeing Marte Mapu play some box safety. Kyle Duggar has been effective in that role. Um, Jabril Peppers is continuing to look like he's going to be the enforcer back there in that backfield. So much versatility for the Patriots. Those unicorns on defense, they're earning their keep each and every day out there, and it's leading to big things for the Patriots' defense. They've looked very good so far. They really have. It's been kind of brilliant. And a lot of people have brought up the the lack of separation and the lack of catches that are happening with uh, this wide receiver group. Just take a look at the defenders that they're going up against, folks. Mm -hmm. All right. This seems to always be skipped over. All right. They are going up against one of the best secondaries in the NFL right now. I don't care what you say about what happened last year. You cannot completely, you know, Bill Belichick coined the phrase stats are for losers. And there's a reason because there are situations that happen and there are turnovers that have short fields, this, that, and the other thing. This is an opportunistic defense that is going to put, put numbers up on the board, on the scoreboard and keep guys, keep the opponents off it. Absolutely. Without any question. And very, very well said. And in that vein, LJ, especially, because I know you keep asking the question, but at show underscore one, give him some love on Twitter or X or wherever it's called now, Murph. LJ, I know you're watching. So, yes, uh, we do believe that the Patriots will be able to handle those top level offenses much better because of the reasons that we've outlined here. That secondary is more aggressive. They've got their lockdown guy back. And the safety position has so much versatility that it's going to be very difficult for even the top-level offenses to plan 
Does that mean they're going to shut down everybody they play? Absolutely not. The league doesn't work that way. There are some very talented players and offenses and offensive coordinators out there that will score against the Patriots, but you're not going to see it as much as last year. And I think they're going to rise to the occasion much more than they did against the top-level talent than they did in 2022. So tip of the cap and nod of the gods, bud, to all of our everydayers, all of our first-timers, all of our casual listeners that submitted questions this weekend. You are truly amazing. We're honored (laughs) and humbled by your support and really amazed by the level of detail and the level of uh, understanding that you all have of Patriots' ins and outs and the intricacies of what makes a great team. You're a phenomenal fan base. You're phenomenal listeners here on Locked On Patriots. Honored and humbled, as always, by your presence. Thank you. Thank you all. Absolutely. And Murph, what could be a better way to end this program today than with a little surprise for you, bud, because you're always, always here. You're always ready to take the handoff, and your wisdom and counsel is paramount here on Lockdown Patriots. So I'm going to dazzle you with a little Hunter Hang Time stats. I know you love them, bud. I know you love them, and I cannot take credit for documenting these because resident hang time tracker Alex Barth of 98 Sports is phenomenal at this. He is the guru when it comes to this stuff. So, Alex, thank you for these stats. But, Murph, at the risk of sounding a little over the ZZ top, (laughs) as I wrote for Sports Illustrated on Monday, uh, Bryce Barringer has a leg and he knows how to use it, folks. Take a look at these hang times or just take a listen to these hang times, folks. A plethora of aesthetically pleasing punts on Monday. 5.02, 5.09, 5.21, and here's here's the home run hit. 5.31 hang times for mm. Bryce Barringer. Murph, the Patriots have their punter. We're going to miss Jake Bailey, yep. but Bryce Barringer is going to make us really happy yep. in the short term. He's great. That this this kid is everything. Yeah, this is size. oh my god, oh my god, you know Barth, my my main man is out there and he's clocking this for me, and he knows. I go all the way back, man. I've loved punters since Ray Guy and Reggie Roby, and mm-hmm. you know the guys that really boomed and mm-hmm. changed the trajectory of a game, flip the field. You know, I love my flip the field key. Uh, and I cut it. It's in my weeklies. You know, there there are certain keys that that I I plan out for for each and every game. Who to who to expose and and who to exploit, and but flip the field is is always right there. And this is the guy that does it, the punter. Yes. Okay. It really is. And and to be able to do this, this kid has got a leg that was just you know built in a laboratory. We talked about the uh, the the bionic. Uh, team last uh, you know a few minutes ago this kid's got a bionic leg i love this pick i can't wait to see him in uniform and it's going to be a lot of fun watching him bury guys at the five yard Mm. line and at the three yard line i hate these new rules people i hate (laughs) these new rules kickers count another sixth rounder i mean i don't think you can call behringer a steal because when you come out of college and you hold the michigan state record for yards per punt at 49 while also ranking first in big 10 history with a career punting average of 46 yards. I loved it. You have an impressive resume. Yeah, you have an and impressive resume. And you guys resume. know how I feel about Michigan State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Murph is not a Spartan nope. fan. Yeah, he's Ann Arbor all the way. This is definitely someone who's living up to his resume. And then some uh, Bryce Barringer, I think he was the practice player of the day on Monday, folks. And a yep. lot of my colleagues seem to agree with that as well. So, 
Bottom line, folks, we thank you for all of the support that you provide here to Locked On Patriots for your awesome questions, but most of all, for you making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Tomorrow, coverage continues here of training camp. We'll break down all the action on day six. In the meantime, I once again want to thank my good friend, the Count of Murphy Pisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, for helping me wade through an extensive Locked On Patriots mailbag. Murph, before I let you go, bud, please have at it. Let everyone know where they can interact with you and what you got cooking this week in the first kitchen. <laughs> well, of course, you can follow me on the X app, the Bird app. You know, thank you very much. Uh, at TMurf207, you'll find all my stuff there. I've got a nice little piece on Alex Rodugo and why the why uh, Chime Bloom should not trade him right now at the deadline. No, do, no, no, don't do it. And of course, I have some uh, some more uh, Red Sox news up all week long. Um, taking a week off from from one Patriots place while I'm I'm decompressing and and reconfiguring how how we're going to go forward there and of course you know uh you know just one more one more little note out to LJ the the Pats are going to sweep the Tua this year they're going to sweep Tua <laughs> two and heard it here first folks two and zero oh versus Tua it. Murph said it but you heard Fins it here down. first folks so keep remembering that um and uh, I know all in Patriots Nation are hoping that you're right and the Dolphins fans that hate listen the Locked On Patriots. Probably going to have a few words for Murph in the comments section, but folks, you know what? Good, bad, or indifferent, we appreciate all of your feedback. If you're invested in trying to help make Locked On Patriots a better show, we thank you for all of that support, and we definitely strive to give you the best possible content we can. So if you're liking what you hear, but you think it could be a little bit better, don't hesitate to let us know. And if you love what you hear, there's nothing more that Murph and I appreciate more. So thank you for all of your support. On behalf of my good friend, the Count of Murphy, Fisto himself, the Green King of Sting, the Monster Master of Disaster. We'll see you next week here on Locked On Patriots for Mailbag Monday. But I'll be back here again tomorrow. Stay safe, stay well, and be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening once again to Locked On Patriots. Bill Murray rules. Bill Murray rules. Cinderella story.